Welcome to Pink Noir with Tolula Bankhead. This is Chapter 3 of Book 3, A Pretty Ugly Tale About a Pretty Little Number. Oh! Bartholomew, I am so frightened. You must be brave, Violet. It is only to you whom the ghost speaks. Why? Oh, why? Because you were his one true love, my dear. But he died before we were married. We were not yet complete in the eyes of God. Perhaps this is why the ghost returns. He wants to seal that right. But heavens! Bartholomew, you cannot suggest that I should... Yes, Violet. To bring the man peace, you must marry the ghost. Hark! There he is. The spirit has returned. My God! What a vision of pale hellfire! Hush! It prepares to speak. What is it you wish to say? I've got me itches, 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 so give me bitches, bitches, bitches. Bitches are what I need. (laughs) 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 Cut, cut, cut. Damn you, Danny. You stinking ham. You're ruining this production with your antics. Mr. Turtzel, I cannot work like this. Ah, It's late. That's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. We will resume the scene tomorrow evening. Thank you. Why does he never get cross with you? My disarming charm, I suppose. He's an affable rogue, Maxina. Hey, Tallulah, let me wash off this ghost makeup. Then you and I can find someplace quiet and make it noisy. Can I tell a ghost to drop dead? He's only covering for his dainty disposition, Tallulah. We all know that Danny is Uva Turtzel's nighttime pastime. Woman, I will break your face. Now, none of that, please. Bitch. Whore! My word. When a man threatens a woman like that in England, his reputation is shattered. Here in the States, the reverse seems true. The Brits know how to put law and order to good use. It wasn't always true. Do you know the expression rule of thumb? Yes. It comes from an old English law that stated a man could not beat his wife with a stick thicker than his thumb. Christ, I hope that's not true. But, oh, Manly, I do miss your company. Do you remember suffering through all those showings of we never had it in us? Beastly, awful play. I was rarely sober for that one. That explains your impeccable performance. I should have done the same. I figured that the playwright, Charles Strong, was an inveterate alcoholic, so it was only fair that I drink myself through his play. I remember Charles Strong. How is he these days? He's dead. I've got to stop asking that question. But really, the good times of that time were had in the evenings after the play. Do you remember all those chats we had? Of course I do. I cherish the memory. You're always so gracious to entertain a silly young twit as I was. Not so. You were more entertaining than Lord Harris and prettier to boot. Yes, I forgot about Harris. He thought he was my beau. I let him think it because he always had a bill in his pocket. And there was always so many other characters in and about London at that time. Do you remember? Of course. It was as if London was a whirlpool drawing in all the occultists, mediums, mesmerists, and other strange natural philosophers. The worst of that lot was the German medical experimenter, Scharfrichter. Do you remember? Hmm? That man would keep us up late into the night, regaling us with his medical horror stories. I 
crushing a man's head with a vice to cure his insanity. That's right. I recall that clearly. But if I may ask, Tallulah, do you think of Dr. Shaw Frichter now because of Grace Newton's plight? I suppose. Do you think Dr. Scharfrichter could solve that mystery? Possibly, possibly not. Even the medical professionals know so little about how the brain works. Science doesn't even know why we sleep. I know why I sleep. Because being me is exhausting, and I need a break from it at least a few hours a day. Are you sure you're not yourself when you sleep? Positive, darling. I have a dream about being trapped in a submarine with Gary Cooper, and when I wake up, I have to wonder what the hell was that all about? My mind had nothing to do with it. Very good. Well, Tallulah, I must get some rest. Of course, darling. Perhaps you'll have a dream about a submarine. <laughs> I will see you in the morning. Good night. I have got to find a new way to earn my bread and wine. This mystery shit is exhausting me. Nothing to it, dear. All we have to do is find the money. What money? Trust me. Every scandal's got money in it. Our blood needs iron, but our souls want gold. Poetic. Who said that? That's a Tallulah original, darling. Eat your heart out, Dorothy Parker. Speaking of, I would love to eat out Dorothy Parker's heart. And by heart, I mean... I know what you mean. But to the task at hand, how are we going to solve a murder that didn't happen? I'm not so sure it didn't happen, Stency. This girl's heart may still beat, but she's dead inside. Another victim of the film trade. You know, producers like Bloom hire scouts to bring in what they call the soft goods from the vaudeville circuit, theater, even department stores. They bring in these young girls, then give them a new name and a backstory. They run them through a few bit parts and see how the camera likes them, how they do with the audiences. If they do well, they get promoted to top billing. If they don't, they get relegated to the character stock pool, if they're lucky. If not lucky, then they get kept around to pleasure the producer's political friends. And some ladies get knocked out of the game with a cocaine charge. Oh, why must you bring up the past? I'm tired of having a past. The only escape from the past is the grave. Any other idea is just a scarecrow hope. Good God, you're in a mood. Say, what did Danny Punch threaten you with? Nothing. Do you want a drink? That's changing the subject, but I'll accept it for a splash of whiskey. Is there any in this room? I have some. Come over here, Grace. Very good, dearest. Why does she have to stay with us? Because she cannot be trusted in the hands of Rit Tummelson or Uwe Turzel. But she can be trusted with you. Stancy, for shame. Is she going to sleep in your bed? Because she's not sleeping in mine. Oh, I hadn't thought that far ahead. I suppose she will. Are you going to undress her? Constance, I will not take advantage of a mental invalid. Why are you so cross with me? You don't have any concern for my well-being. What are you talking about? I told you that Danny Punch threatened me and you tossed it aside like it was baloney. I asked you how he threatened you and you wouldn't say. How do you think he threatened me? Truthfully, it was worse than that. I could see it in his eyes. 
He would kill me if I denied him the time of day. No one wants to kill you. See? You don't care. No one will harm you. I promise. Come, Grace. Let's get you ready for bed. Jesus! Mary and the other one! What now? There's a dead crow beneath my bed. It's an old house. What do you expect? Toss it out the window. You think it's a bad omen? A dead bird in our room? Do you believe in omens? I think omens and fate and destiny happen to you whether or not you believe in them. Constance, I swear, I want nothing to hurt you. Who is it? It's me, Doodle. Come in. Hello, Tallulah. Hello, Constance. Most times, Doodle, I appreciate a woman knocking on my door late of an evening. But you're kind of a flat tire. Tula, don't be cruel. I'm not cruel. I wish everyone were sexy. Don't get me wrong, Doodle. You have beautiful eyes and lovely skin. But your hair is badly dyed and you have the body of a peasant. Not everyone can be the baby vamp you are, Tallulah. The rest of us have to rely on talent. What are you saying? I'm saying that you have a one-monkey act, and you beat that monkey for all it's worth. Arthur Conan Doyle said, Mediocrity cannot see beyond mediocrity, but talent can recognize genius. Are you saying you're a genius? No, but I can recognize it. You speak pretty well for a mouthful of bullshit. I speak better than that unelectric dialogue you dream up. What am I witnessing here, exactly? I'm trying to ruin that cheery disposition of hers. It's irritating me. Doodle, why are you here? I just wanted to check in on Grace, see how she's doing. She's doing as she has been doing, but I'm sure you know that. Yes, yes. The truth is, I feel guilty. I feel partly responsible for Grace's condition. Did you give her heroin? I beg your goddamn pardon? Isn't it true you're sloppy with the hype? First of all, you hateful harpy, no one calls it that. Secondly... I do ingest a dose of heroin once a month to curtail extremely painful sessions of menstruation. There was a time, as you must know, when doctors would prescribe heroin for any form of crippling pain. Now, as one of those sufferers, I must also suffer the indignity of obtaining my relief through the black market. Doodle, I've known plenty of folks who had a good reason to start heroin, but then the heroin became its own reason. You're dancing at the edge of your own grave with that stuff. Spare me your Sunday sermonizing. Who told you that hogspit about the heroin? I cannot remember. Rit Tummelson? I'm sure he filled your handbag with lies and more lies. Tell me the truth, then. The truth is, Grace wanted to know about the history of this house, about David Thorogood and his wife and daughter. So I told her about it. She was riveted. What of it? She spent late evenings wandering the halls of this mansion. She told me she hoped to catch a sighting of one of the ghosts. And now, I believe she has. She has seen something that frightened the very sanity out of her. That's the hog spit. You didn't see her before this. This mania took her over. She was a bright and intellectually vivacious young lady. She had a fire behind her eyes that shone like a lighthouse on a foggy night. She was brilliant. And now she is doused. One dose of heroin would not have done that to her. Someone has said that she was raped by one of the crew, but even that horror would not have killed her spirit. It must have been something otherworldly that did this to her. Hmm. 
I believe you, Doodle. You do? Not about the ghosts, mind you, but about the heroine. I believe you did this girl no harm. There's no need for you to feel guilty. Now get your frightfully drab ass out of my bedroom. Bah! Oh, Mr. Turtzel. Fraulein Severs, I will need to see you first thing in the morning. Certainly, Mr. Turtzel. Good evening. Hello, Herr Turtzel. How long have you been snooping outside our door? Hello, Tallulah. Who is this? This is my friend, Constance Taylor. Your friend? Is that a question? Or are you, Miss Taylor? The spirit medium come to sniff out the ghost of David Thorogood. Is this one insane? No, he's German. Is it true your people can see into the spirit world? Over. Do you whisper sweet nothings to the dead? That's it. Get out. No, I came to see Grace Newton. Stay away from her. She is still the same, yeah? It would be a lovely thing to film her in this state. I could cover her body in black scorpions, and she would show no fear, no trepidation whatsoever. What a marvelous image that would be. Get your dirty fingers off her throat. Do you know what I believe happened to this pretty little damsel? Do tell, Uva. I believe that a man held a pillow over her face in an attempt to suffocate her. He did it long enough for her to lose consciousness, but she did not fully die. The supply of blood to her brain was cut off long enough for her to succumb to this catatonic state. A state between life and death. A body does not suffer suffocation lightly. If that were true, Grace's body would be covered in lacerations and bruises. Not necessarily. Some men are quite adept at harming women without leaving marks. Can you imagine what this man must be like? It takes a lot to murder. No, killing's the easiest thing in the world. A twitch of the finger, a flick of the wrists. The trick is not to kill. Right now, it's taking all of my wherewithal not to shove these shears into your neck. Is that so? My resolve is waning by the second. Then I suppose I should retire. Good evening, ladies. Lock that goddamn door! I hear and obey. No more visitors tonight. Are you okay? You should have stabbed him. In cold blood? It's what he deserves. What the world needs. The bastard. Even armed with something pointy, I didn't like my odds. He has me by 80 pounds, easy. Hold on. What is Grace doing? Stripping off her own clothes. Now that is mighty creepy. Yes. It's like watching a ghost in the flesh, as it were. Uh, you volunteered her to sleep in your bed, right? Nice try and go to hell. What was that? Ghosts. Listen. It's coming from within the walls. Now it's growing fainter. What the devil? That is a mystery. Come on, let's find the source. I will not. Are you scared? We'll feel better when we know the truth. <laughs> That's a lie pastors tell us. Are you frightened of haunts? Make fun all you want, Tallulah Bankhead, but I am not chasing down strange noises in a dark... House, do you believe there is a killer in this house? 
As a matter of fact, I do. And you want to corner said killer in the attic? We'll take Grace with us. He cannot kill three of us. It would be too much work. You joke. Which one of us would die first? I promise, if someone murders you, it will be only after they have killed me before your very eyes. And won't that be worth it? Tempting, but no, I'm staying. Fine. You stay here and knit me a sweater. Keep an eye on Grace. Well, I regret this already. Thank you for listening to Pink Noir. Pink Noir stars Julianne Nelson and Marseille Lafranc. Also starring Dustin Fuentes, Callista Rodriguez, Wyatt Hodgson, Connor J. Nolan, Ethan LaFrance, Colin Stephen Kane, Magnolia Brown, and Colin White. Engineered at the Island Station Media Lab, Portland, Oregon. And a special thanks to Joe McMains Jr. Pink Noir was created and written by Matt Scott and Jane Mansfield.